Welcome to the sixth and final episode of the first season of For Pete's Sake. I'm Pete. I'm Gibbs. And I'm Trev. Today we're going to discuss some sneaker news, give a Lions training camp update, and provide a few betting and gaming tips. But let's kick it off with some soccer coverage. See what you did there. Beginning with the Premier League. Trev, you want to take us away here? Gotta say, I love the pun in the transition there. Thank you. But uh, it's getting that time again where all the major soccer leagues of the world kick off. It's around August, and uh, one thing I've always loved to do in the past is sort of blindly predict how these leagues are going to end up. Everyone does. Oh, of course. Speculation and, season. And obviously, take these with a pinch of salt. None of these are going to be accurate at the end of the year, but I like to give it my best shot every time. I would like to uh, start with the caveat that in their title winning season, I did predict Leicester City to finish last. There it is. So, again, take these with a pinch of salt. The expert. But we're going to start with our uh, smart betting series. Now, these are not my uh, predictions, but bets, I think, if they paid off. Um, one, they have a good chance of paying off better than others, and uh, they're not necessarily the uh, even bet. Yeah, let's make some money. So, starting off with the uh, winners of the Premier League, obviously the two favorites here being Man City and Liverpool. Um, but if you look at the rest of the league, there's really only one other team with a shot at winning the Premier League, and that would be Tottenham, which is my smart bet. Hotspur. Yep. As of, uh, and all these odds we're getting are off of odds checker, um, by the way, just for transparency, as of uh, the 28th of July. So they're currently listed at around 16 to 1 as an average bet, um, and at 22 to 1 was the best bet they had listed on there. The real problem with them is their depth. I would say, more than any of the other top three. But if they stay healthy, they can push the other two, I think, really far. They've been good the past couple of seasons, too. Yeah, they've been splashing the cast this window, too. They did get Ndombele from Leon, So look out for them to really push it close. I don't think they would be my favorite, but if I had to bet on them. Yeah, it's a good, good odds there. Sure. My bad bet for this segment would be everyone else besides the top three. Yep. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. You can take a... No more than like a $5 punt on any of the other teams, but if you're betting on someone other than City, Liverpool, or Spurs, you're really just playing yourself. But Chelsea has Pulisic. Oh, of course. We'll be getting to that soon. Here, They'll be in our full uh, Premier League predictions if you want to see where Chelsea goes in the table, and that'll probably be next week sometime. Not a part of for Pete's sake either. That'll be our first sort of bold rock production. Oh, boy. Yeah, look forward to that. So moving down the table a little bit, the uh, race for top four is always pretty interesting. Um, we always, well, we don't always know who's going to be in there, but we like to predict it anyway. I think the top three, like we said, for the winners, those are pretty secure to be Man City, Liverpool, and Spurs. So looking at who's going to take that last spot in the Champions League for next year, my first smart bet would be Arsenal at 6-4. to four. They're currently listed sixth behind Chelsea and Man United. Uh, for that last spot but they've done really good business I think in the transfer window so far they've been linked with uh, Pepe from Lyon um, they're probably going to get Zaha although they're getting some competition from Everton thus far and really if you look at them compared to Chelsea and Man United there's no excuse for them not to be getting top four this year uh, Chelsea and Man United both have sort of inexperienced managers at their positions Chelsea obviously with the transfer ban even though they did bring in Pulisic and somehow managed to sign Kovacic on a permanent deal, but that's a video for another day. FIFA, uh, Arsenal's got that FIFA striker list of Obama Yang and Lacazette, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. FIFA player galore right there. Oh, it's a FIFA dream team. But really, this year is a make-or-break year for Unai Emery as manager of Arsenal, and I think they really do need to get top four for him to keep his job. If you're looking for a more of a long-shot bet to get top four and you don't think it's going to be Arsenal, Chelsea, or Man United, I would go for the champions of the 15-16 season, that being Leicester City. Woo! They got a very young and talented squad, and it looks like they're going to manage to keep a hold of most of their players, except for Harry Maguire, who at this point hasn't completed his move to Manchester United, but will probably be a player of theirs in the next week, you'd say. I take take it at your word there, Trev. You're our expert. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Other outside bets that would be good in this realm would be teams like Wolves and Everton, but... Is Harry Maguire English? He is. Because that just sounds like an English name, does it not? Oh, he's very English. Is there anybody named Harry that's not English? I can't think of one. Harry Potter. There it is. Yeah. Is he Irish or He's definitely English, right? It's gotta be. Couldn't tell you. (laughs) It's from somewhere over there. But then again, looking at my bad bets here for the top four, uh, I'm going to go and, again, take this with a pinch of salt because I am a Manchester City supporter, and I'm going with our great rivals, Manchester United. (laughs) But if we look at their squad for the year, um, I actually do like the direction they're going in the transfer window, buying young players. They've gotten Daniel James from Swansea, who's just really, really fast. That's the only thing I've gotten from seeing videos of him. They also signed Aaron Wan-Bissaka from Crystal Palace who should hold down their right-back spot for like a decade. Um, These are good signings, but they're not really going to sort of change the course of the team. Um, I do think they're a year out, and I don't think Solskjaer is the answer as manager there long-term, and I wouldn't bet on them to get into the Champions League this season. Going into relegation, now the current favorites listed for that are newly promoted sides Sheffield United, Norwich City, and also Burnley. Um, the team, first team I would bet on to get relegated, and that, I want to clarify that these are the smart bets here will be teams to get relegated. The bad bets will be on teams to stay up. The first team is actually the third newly promoted team and the one that's not listed as a favorite currently. I would bet on Aston Villa. They've spent a lot of money in the transfer window. A lot of that's been made as like a great feat. I think they've spent over £100 million thus far. Got to spend money to make money. But the thing with that is a lot of that money has been spent on getting back players that were there on loan last year. Um, really only about $60 million of that has been spent on improving the squad. Uh, I also think they're going to have to change their style, adjusting to the Premier League more so than the other two teams. So there will definitely be more of an adjustment period for them at the beginning of the season. And I would look for them to really struggle early on and kind of put themselves in a hole that they won't be able to get out of. If you're looking for a long shot here, I would go with Crystal Palace. Um, sorry, Max Ridgeway. But at this moment in time, Wilfred Zaha has not left Crystal Palace, and anyone who watches soccer knows how vital he is to that team. Um, if he does go, they're not going to be able to replace him, and they'll sort of fall out of that sort of mid-table, lower mid-table position they've been in the last few years. Great name, though. Oh, great name, and they're the only Premier League team with cheerleaders. Woo! It's so a huge factor. They got that going for them. But Crystal Palace? Crystal Palace. Duly noted. There you go. On to our bad bets for relegation. And we're going to go with one of the teams that's actually a favorite to be relegated. And I really don't see it, and that's Norwich City. Um, they have built that team really well the last two years. They brought in Daniel Farka two years ago. But the big acquisition they made was actually in the front office. They brought in, I believe the guy's name is... 
Stuart Weber. Steve, as a director of football, and for those who don't know, he was the guy that um, sort of built Huddersfield up into a Premier League team. And they really, if you look at Huddersfield's budget the last two years, they had no business being in the Premier League whatsoever. Um, and he actually left at the end of the 17-18 season, and Huddersfield just dipped without him. So he was crucial to their success. Then. Yeah, and the team he happened to join was Norwich. Now, what he's building at Norwich, he's been able to do with a much higher budget. And the way they played in the championship last year, they were one of the best teams to watch from what I've heard. So I got to have confidence in them. I don't think they'll be in the relegation dogfight even, and they should stay up. Another one, Newcastle United. Now, this is a team I see associated with doom and gloom a lot because a lot of the fans hate their owner. <laughs> Uh, but really, if you look at their squad, I don't think it's one of the worst three in the league. Um, it is down there, don't get me wrong, but um, really, obviously the big loss there was they lost their manager, Rafa Benitez, who was said to have been sort of overachieving with the squad for a number of years, and they've gotten in Steve Bruce, who is no doubt a downgrade, but he knows what he's doing at this level. He's In the past, he's managed to keep Hull City in the Premier League, which is another team that was in there with uh, ownership problems. They have jerseys that are striped like Tigers? Yep, the black and white stripes. Or no, that's a... No, Newcastle's black and white holds the... Yeah, they're the... Yeah, they unleashed their uh, new jersey for this year, and there's literally, like, tiger claws across the top. It's kind of dope, I dig it. Whole city will actually be mentioned again later in this segment. But, uh, yeah, Newcastle, it's not as much of doom and gloom for this season as you might think, and... uh, Although, if this does keep up, you will eventually go back down. But it's just not this year. <laughs> On to the championship. And now, the rest of these leagues, we're going to do more quick fire because, let's be honest, you don't care about them as much. So my smart bets for the championship, which is the league that feeds into the Premier League, I would go for promotion, Brentford, which is essentially the Oakland A's of English football, and also Nottingham Forest, which is trying to do the Portuguese thing that Wolves were doing a few years ago. Billy Bean. The teams I would avoid in this... <laughs> Uh, sort of segment, Cardiff City. Uh, Neil Warnock has never gotten a team back into the Premier League that he's gotten relegated with, and he's been in management for like 30 years, so I would avoid them. And also Stoke City. They were the runaway favorites in the championship last year and finished 17th. They have improved this year, but I don't think they're ready to come back up yet. Relegation from the championship, I got Millwall and Hull City as good bets. Um, they're not the favorites there either. That would be uh, a lot of the newly promoted teams. Although one I would avoid for relegation there that is newly promoted is Luton Town. They're at, uh, I believe, 4-1. to one. Who? Luton Town. The great name. It is. They, their nickname is the Hatters. Mad Hatters? The Mad Hatters. Love it. Yep. And I would also avoid Queen's Park Rangers there. QPR. Yep. Champions League winners now. The favorites here are your traditional Spanish Giants as well as Man City and last year's champions Liverpool. The first real value bet I would go for is Juventus at 17-2. to That's what I was going to say. Yeah. If you look at their squad, they've improved it drastically, signing Matthias DeLict, and they still got Ronaldo and Dybala there. I was going to say delight, so I'm glad you said that first. Oh, I appreciate it. But really, if you look at them, they have to uh, really push for it this year. Ronaldo's not getting any younger, but he's still in his prime. I would expect them to go for it. And then I was looking at the odds earlier, and the team with the furthest odds that I could see winning it is Atletico Madrid at 20-1. to 1. They're always good. They are. They did just blow out Real Madrid 7-3 to 3 in preseason. I saw that game. However, it is just preseason, but Jao Felix does look like the real deal at this point. 
expect them to have a deep run in the tournament. Diego Costa on that team as well, right? Of course. My teams to avoid for the Champions League winners. This first one should come as no surprise to anyone who's watched soccer the last few years, but it's Paris Saint-Germain. PSG, Neymar. Yeah, that's the main reason. Neymar is trying to be the sort of leader of that team, even though I believe Mbappe is the far superior player. What do you mean? They always win the first leg and always blow the second one. Exactly. It's become a bit of a pattern for them. Don't get me wrong, they'll still romp to Liga, but if you're betting on them in the Champions League at this point, you're just kind of a knob. The other team I would go for to avoid would be Bayern. Um, they still got Niko Kovac as manager there, and they're really, I don't think he's the answer long term for them. They're still sort of rebuilding from the era where they had Robin and Ribery. Uh, they're very, they're not very deep in some positions. Frank. So. Um, yeah, I wouldn't bet on them in the Champions League. However, one league where I would bet on them and where they're far away favorites is the only other league in the U.S. that's available to watch pretty easily. Bundesliga. Of course. There we go. Now, while I wouldn't call them a value bet since they're 3-10 to 10 favorites to win the league, um, like I said, if you're just betting on them, that's not really fun. So the team I would go for in this regard would be RB Leipzig. They have made... A lot of signings that sort of fit the way they like to run the club. They always go for young, sort of pacey, technically intelligent players. They've continued that again. Uh, Ralph Ranick has done a phenomenal job there as manager. And really, towards the end of last season, they were on form with the likes of Bayern and Dortmund. They were just too far back. I would expect them to run them very close this year. Uh, teams to avoid anyone besides Dortmund, Bayern, and Leipzig. I mean, let's be honest. It's another team that's very top-heavy, or a league that's very top-heavy, and I don't really see anyone from the pack sort of coming up and giving them a good fight. Dortmund kind of reminds me a little bit of the Miami Marlins in baseball where they just ship all their good players away. Yeah, a little bit. However, they do manage to keep actually bringing good ones back in, which the Marlins can't do. That's true. Isn't Jeter like the, the GM now? Yeah. For the Mar- oh, God. Yeah, apparently they hate him down there, too. He's gonna, yeah, he's ruining his career a little bit. Why? Because they trade away Stanton, who then won MVP, and then Yelich, who then won MVP. I can't even name a single player on, on the Marlins right now. Nope. Brian Anderson. That's all I got. Sounds right. I'm finishing up here. Back to the uh, soccer. We've been going for nearly 15 minutes on this. I'm sorry about this if you don't care. We love it, though. But uh, relegation from the Bundesliga. Now, this is where this league really shines, because... Four through 18, these teams are very, very even. So really, there's a lot of teams from the pack that could end up going down. Last year, we saw the likes of Stuttgart and Hanover, both of whom were not too fancy to be relegated, drop out of the league. Snyder's of Hanover. Yeah, of course. The pretzels. So the first team from the uh, non-favorites, which, just to clarify, the favorites for relegation as of this point are Paderborn, Union Berlin, and Augsburg. Uh, the first one I would go for is Fortuna Dusseldorf. This team has second-season syndrome written all over them. They were newly promoted last year, did well, finished 11th, but really dropped off towards the end of the year. I wouldn't expect them to be able to keep it up again, and they should definitely be in the relegation zone. For a team that is a bit more of a long shot, and this might be my most controversial thing on here. Oh, boy. If you're looking for a big team to drop out of any league this year, bet no further than Schalke. They're there currently listed at 22-1, to 1, and you can get best odds at 33-1 to 1 on them currently. 
Um, really, they were very poor last year under Tedesco. I remember Man City playing them in the Champions League and just blowing them out of the water. Um, they were really just not good for a team of that size. And they've replaced Tedesco with uh, former Huddersfield boss and uh, former U.S. international David Wagner, uh, who stock has really fallen since the uh, fall of Huddersfield and also the rise of Norwich. So I don't really have a lot of confidence in them. Teams to stay up, and this is uh, good for these teams. We got Paderborn, who are currently favorites to be relegated. They've had quite the rise and fall and then rise again. I think they've changed divisions like each of the last seven seasons, and they will continue. Well, they're going to buck that trend this time and stay up. And also Cologne, uh, they're just too big to be immediately relegated again, and that's all I got. Well, thank you, Trev. Yeah, appreciate the in-depth analysis on uh, this upcoming soccer, should I say football season. There it is. Of course. I was uh, doing some research while you were talking to and looking at some of these, like, are they logos or chat, like, the logos for the soccer team? I think the British term is crests. Yeah, crest crest sounds good. Yeah, no, some of these are pretty cool. Like, Crystal Palace has, like, this giant eagle on theirs. West Brom has, like, a pigeon. Ooh. Kind of dope. The baggies. It's better than like some of the logos you get like in other sports. Like, are you, are you saying a pigeon is like a cool? I mean, logo like it, it's different. That's that's true. It's just different than like any other sport I've seen. Chelsea is a lion, right? Yep. Chelsea's a. They got that lion in the crest there. Arsenal too. I mean, they literally have like a cannon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what more could you want? Southampton is a cool logo too. There's a lot going on there. Well. Trev let us off with some soccer picks, and I have uh, I also have a lock of the year for you guys. Oh, boy. So get ready for this. Vegas has MSU, like MSU football, they're over-under for games they're going to win this season at 7.5. So they would have to win eight games for you to cash out, but I'm definitely throwing my money on uh, MSU to win over, over 7.5 games, so essentially win eight games. I think you know they're a really good team. If our offense can just kind of get things going this year, I think they're for sure going to be able to win at least eight games. Like, their schedule isn't too difficult. They have some tough away games at, uh, uh, like, in Columbus for OSU, and uh, they're playing in Ann Arbor, too. But, like, without a doubt, I'll be throwing some money on MSU to to win eight games this year. Yeah, I look at their schedule, and I really only see four – even potentially losable games. I'm looking at the uh, Northwestern game, Ohio State, Penn State, and U of M. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess you could say ASU is kind of a toss-up, too, but I, I think... It's home, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to have to... Hopefully not going to have to play them in, like, 110-degree heat again this year. I think at worst, we're, like, an 8-8 eight, eight winning... Like, go 8-4 and four this year. At best, you know, we, we kind of challenge for, for a Big Ten, like, have an outside shot at a Big Ten title. Um, I think like some other odds I saw was Michigan was plus 175 to win the Big Ten this year, and I thought that was kind of crazy. They haven't really done anything, and I, I think OSU is kind of going to run away with uh, the Big Ten this year. I think that we should do a uh, like a introduction of football season to start off season two. I agree. Absolutely. Especially the college season. Oh, yeah. It's, it's that time of year again. And... Uh, 
another over under was the Lions at six and a half. I th- I think like the Lions are gonna be they're gonna be a decent team this year, and I think that you know six and a half wins they're either gonna. Sorry, I'm, I'm dying here. Well, we're going to talk about their training camp in a few minutes, too, so we'll give some updates on that. But I agree with you. A couple pickups that they had, like I said, we'll talk about in a few minutes when we okay. get into that. But the, I, I agree with you. They always seem to be about 8-8 eight and eight around that, the maybe 9-7. The thing with them this year is they could legitimately be 7-9 and nine and still be last in the NFC North. At the same time, like I, th- I could see them like winning three games, too. Yep. It's just like some classic line stuff. Of course. I agree. But kind of mixing in from there, the Lions, they started training camp this week, and uh, the, the roster officially reported to camp on Wednesday. There's not all that uh, all that much going on. Snacks and Slay were both having, like, uh, contract disputes, but they both showed up to camp. Patricia actually, like, injured his foot, and he's riding around on the scooter, which is kind of funny. I saw him out there. Yeah, poor guy. I think he, like, hates his life right now. He's... Stuck on the scooter all day. It's tough, especially if you're trying to get your players yeah. in a condition and everything. You're the coach that's just sitting on the car. I feel bad for him. We did make one roster move this week too. We Who'd signed we, we signed Mike Daniels, the former uh, former Packer. He's a Pro Bowler, I think, two years ago. A couple years ago, he's getting up there in age right now. I think he's I think he's thirty, but you know, we gave him a one year deal. See how it works out. Like our defensive line is crazy good right now. We got. Well, we we just signed Daniels, and then we have Snacks, Aishon, Hand. Like I think our our defensive line is definitely one of the best in the league. We I did, agree. We trade Flowers too. Yeah, Flowers. Um, Not gonna be able to run against the team. That's the one thing that we're gonna have very yeah. good run defense. And I think we had a good run defense the past couple of games uh, at the end of last season once Harrison got going in there. Yeah, there's no one really for opposing teams to target on that defensive line to try and break through. So we'll just see how the linebackers' secondary holds up. But the defensive line, like I said, especially against the run, should be good. Yeah. Another little uh, tidbit was we had to cut Theo Reddick, which a lot of people kind of saw coming. He was – I mean, he, he performed well, but he was paid quite a bit of money. So it was a uh, sign, and, sign and cut. But with Theo Reddick being cut, that makes room for uh, Zach Zenner I knew you were going on there. the roster. Love that dude. Short down back if you need a yard or two out there and get it for you. Yeah, not to uh, play the race card, but, you know, everyone likes seeing a, a white running back every once in a while. It catches you off guard. Yeah, no, he's, uh, like, insanely in shape, too. Uh, I follow him on Instagram, and he is, like, a beast. I think you'd have to be right as a football player, though. Although some report out of shape, too, so it's good to see. Yeah. That's if you're trying to make the team, you got to be in shape. So excited to see him out there. And then Hawkinson was getting his first reps too, and apparently he had a couple good practices. So it's good to see that. I agree. Getting ready for the season. I'm excited. Of course. There's nothing like football season. Well, Gibbs, I got something for you this week as we're transitioning over from the uh, from football. The start of the NFL season is just over a month away. And in the next couple of episodes, as we said, we're going to focus more on that as well as college football. But today, I thought I would take a few minutes to provide some football fan or fantasy football tips for you. Yeah, the draft's coming up. As a five-time champion, I know what it takes to win the league. You don't have to flex like that. But I've also seen my fair share of tough seasons. Everyone has. So here are a few lessons that I have learned. Number one, no contract situations. 
I'm talking to you, Le'Veon Bell, fantasy owners. If you are serious about winning your league, you have to know about any potential holdouts from the top players. While most of the negotiations are settled before the season starts, some can last until or until the season or during the season. And even if a deal is agreed upon beforehand, the player may be out of shape or unprepared to play for the first couple weeks. Now, you obviously don't need to know the ins and outs of every single player's contract. But just be aware when it comes to your t- number one draft picks. This year, pay attention to Melvin Gordon, Michael Thomas, and Ezekiel Elliott. Number two, preseason matters. For most NFL fans, and probably some players as well, the preseason kind of seems like a waste of time. However, it is an excellent time for fantasy owners to find diamonds in the rough. The list from the past season includes Arian Foster, Dak Prescott, even last year's breakout star Patrick Mahomes. Even if your draft has already happened, you can still pick the players up via waiver wire slash free agency. And finally, number three, don't worry about kickers and defense. Sure, every year there's a standout amongst the positions, like last year it was the Bears defense or the Rams kicker, I think it's Zerline. But a majority of the time, there are a handful of good players slash units to pick from. You can simply play it week by week, looking for the best matchup on the waiver wire. This also allows you to fill out your bench better during the draft. Well, there you have it, fellas. With these three tips, you for sure give yourself a great chance to win your league. Or for you guys, more like finishing second and third because you're competing against me. It's a bold statement, Pete. All I can say is I appreciate you did those tips much faster than I did mine. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Course, but they are good tips. Definitely listen to this dude. I've been competing against him for a while, and uh, you know, he's always a tough beat. Thanks, Trev. They don't call him tough beat Pete for nothing. <laughs> You're gonna say that. Well, as we're talking sports here, Gibbs, more this is more the the purchasing world of sports, more of the attire world of sports. I got something for you a little bit of sneakers news. Now, I know you're not as into sneakers as I am, right? I guess not, no. Would you consider yourself a sneakerhead? I would. I think so. Maybe not to the extreme that other people are, but I'm aware okay. of other shoes. Yeah, no, I've seen your collection. It's pretty cool. I mean, for me, I mostly just stick to the Vans or Converse's. Keep it easy. Well, I, I most of the shoes that I collect are usually their basketball shoes. That seems like the easiest shoe to collect. You can also see the players wearing them, too. So it's it's easier than getting like a soccer shoe or a football shoe because... You know, you're only wearing when you're playing the sport. We can wear basketball shoes all the time. What made me think about this topic this week was that Kyrie Irving is launching a SpongeBob SquarePants sneaker line. I know I talked to you about this earlier this week. Yeah, what are you, like, do you like it? or I like it. Well, there's okay. five different choices that you can do. There's a yellow SpongeBob one. Right. There's a, I don't know if I'm bold enough to pull off the yellow SpongeBob shoes. Well, if you can't pull off this one, then you can't pull off the pink Patrick Star shoe. Oh, they got ones for Patrick, too. Yeah. They got a Squidward one, which is a little safer. looks really nice. Kind of like a minty, turquoise kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Got a Mr. Krabs. That might be my favorite. It's red. It's got a squished plankton on the side. It's got the money inside. It's all about the money, yeah. They got a Sandy as well. Sandy Cheeks, right? Sandy Cheeks. And each shoe has the face of the like character in, in Inside the shoe or on the shoe? Or? On the inside of the sole, okay. yeah. So they're looking at you when you're putting on your shoe. So I thought that was pretty cool. Any of those kind of catch your eye there, catch your ear, I guess, I'm talking to you? I would have to say, like, I don't know, like, the yellow. I, I don't think I could pull off the yellow, but 
maybe like that Squidward, like that yeah. kind of like blue, teal, yeah. color. I think that'd be kind of cool. Well, and he's not the only athlete to do this, Kyrie Irving. There's also the bronze had a, a Buzz Lightyear shoe. He had a Watch the Throne shoe, which was an aid to Kanye and yeah. Jay-Z's album. One of the best albums or rap albums, I think, that's on my phone. What do you think? Best rap album? Yeah, one of them. The Kanye, oh, yeah, Jay-Z. No, I, geez, I mean, that, we could have a whole show on that. There's also been the James Harden, the Iron Man. Donovan Mitchell's had a Spider-Man shoe. But I was thinking, what other kind of shoe collaborations would you like to see? What, what would you like to see from pop culture, from TV, that you'd like to see on a shoe? One of them I threw out there was a Rick and Morty shoe. Rick and Morty? That Trev, I know you're cool. a big fan. Well, I'm sure someone will show up at Comic-Con one of these days with, like, I don't even know, like a Morty shoe. Like a Pickle Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just curious, like, how much were the those Kyries going for? I think they're about 130 I think some of them are about 120 That's not bad at all. Like, no, I affordable. thought they were going to be way more. I could also have seen them doing, this is a couple years ago, with the whole Pokemon Go craze oh, that was out yeah. there. Could have had there Pokemon go. shoes for each one. you got to get Nike on the phone. Well, yeah, I should. There also has been Game of Thrones, Harry Potter shoes as well, which I have. So pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. So if you're interested, Gibbs, just let me know. Yeah, I might have to uh, buy a pair of SpongeBob shoes. Which ones? All right, we already went over that. <laughs> I mean, if there's one in the shape of Squidward's nose, I'm an immediate cop. <laughs> Iconic. Of course. I liked his character. Just not the shoe, just the character in general. And Mr. Krabs, too. Didn't they like just celebrate like an they, anniversary? They did. It was the uh, 20th anniversary of SpongeBob being on air. Is it still on air? Still like make still them? making new episodes? Yes, they, I think they're in like their eleventh season. What now. a gig for those people! Yeah, no, like nothing beat coming home from school and throwing on SpongeBob back in the day. Nickelodeon, oh yeah. Oh, the first three seasons of SpongeBob are still some of the most fantastic television. I honestly, like have some of the like the full set, like the full seasons on DVD. They got the con. If you ever want to come over and watch? For sure. Might have to do a watch along. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's all I had for you guys for the sneaker news there. Well, I appreciate it, Pete. As many of you know, this will be the uh, last episode of Season 1 of For Pete's Sake. It's been quite a ride. We, I think we can all appreciate the support you've given us. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys. Very true. Obviously, we are now on Spotify for those who are unaware. Woohoo! Mainly talking to the people watching this on YouTube. But uh, Anyway, we're going to take a two-week break from the normal For Pete's Sake episodes. Um, but as I alluded earlier, it's the beginning of what I'm going to be calling preview season, where we sort of preview uh, leagues in various sports that are starting up, put our predictions out there, and see how we uh, do when the seasons are over. We're going to nail them. Yeah, I'm excited oh, to get things going. And this it's will, almost football season, baby. This will, of course, start with the Premier League next week. Um, and then from there, we will do some other leagues around Europe, probably the week after that. Um, football season will be at some point. Yeah, college, NFL, over the next month probably getting on. Yep. Now, I want to be clear, these episodes will be separate from the normal For Pete's Sake episodes, as some of these will go into the, our Season 2, which hopefully, and I don't know if I've told you guys this, we will be on camera. Oh, Ooh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Get to see the faces behind the uh, behind the voices. Probably not a good thing. You get to see the dimly lit corner that we. Uh, it is really this dark in. in here. Yes, it is. I'm also sweating a ton too. Well, I, I guess I need to stop picking my nose all episode, but I'll work on that. 
Or watching NASCAR on your computer. There, yeah. Hey, I mean, the grind uh, never stops. But speaking of NASCAR, uh, oh, some, oh boy. some stuff personally here. Um, for one, I think this channel, um, this is still up in the air, but it might be rebranded as the uh, parent company of the uh, For Pete's Sake brand, Bold Rock Media. Now, you will not lose the episodes off the YouTube channel, but they will be renamed as specifically for For Pete's Sake. Um, but in terms of racing, that's obviously been a passion of mine my whole life. And uh, if you like what I have to say about it, and which I hope you do, you're going to be having some uh, NASCAR, IndyCar, and F1-related content coming up soon. Woo! There it is. Yeah. And uh, that's really all the updates we have for you now on the content side. Again, thanks for listening to Season 1 of For Pete's Sake. And uh, for one last time this season, I'm Trev. I'm Pete. I'm Gibbs. All right, signing off. Until next time. Peace.